Center State CEO is Central New York's leading business leadership and economic development organization, committed to creating a region where businesses thrive and all people prosper. Welcome to Center State CEO's semi-monthly podcast, Talk CNY, presented by NBT Bank. Through this series, Center State CEO shares the latest news and information on topics ranging from community and workforce development to policy and innovation. Each month, you'll get an inside look at the people, projects, and planning moving Central New York forward. Take a moment right now to subscribe in your listening app for new episode reminders every other Wednesday. How can we ensure, how can we play our part in Center State and Allen Foundation really doing that in partnership of providing opportunities whereby um, everybody has an opportunity to to thrive and grow, right? And predominantly through an economic lens that then obviously makes life uh, simpler in a lot of other facets. Um, but creating opportunities, whether that's workforce development or uh, economic opportunity. And that's really where I think the generational wealth comes in. I'm your host, Andrew Fish, Senior Vice President of Member and Business Experience at Center State CEO. Today, we are joined by Martin Jacobs, Director of Community Prosperity and Executive Director of Syracuse Urban Partnership, who will share the story of Salt City Market and how the restaurant vendors at the downtown hotspot are helping us rethink how we upscale and attract talent and the impact these efforts can have on the entire community. And I'm Kate Hammer, Andrew's co-host, business coach, and member at Center State CEO. Welcome, Martin. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Start off with, I think probably everybody in the community knows by now, but just in case, what is Salt City Market? Yeah, uh, Salt City Market, uh, for most people, is uh, an awesome new food hall that we have uh, at the edge of the southern part of downtown of Syracuse uh, that has 10 food vendors, a coffee shop that's also a bar, as well as our first real uh, full-service grocery store in downtown Syracuse in a long time. Uh, but what other folks might not know is that it does also have offices on the second floor and then 26 mixed income apartments on the upper floors. It's fantastic. And just a few short years ago, it was a vacant parking lot, right? Yeah. 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 That's great. So um, tell us what makes the project unique and how does it support efforts to drive community prosperity? Yeah, right. Um, so unlike a lot of food halls that have popped up across the country elsewhere, uh, this is a not-for-profit model. And really the goal was creating opportunities for folks who are first-time food business owners who otherwise would not have been able to afford a space in a traditional uh, commercial retail space to say, let's what's it look like to be in a food hall together uh, where we can highlight the cultures that are present in Syracuse um, through food, but also really create this space that, that sort of incubates businesses, allows them to grow together as kind of a, a, a class. And then... Um, you know, hopefully build their own businesses beyond this. It's great. It is great. So how did this project come together? Yeah, it's been in the works a long time. Uh, it's been kind of a longstanding partnership. It started uh, with folks from, from Center State. Our good friend uh, Dominic at, at Center State um, really had this idea on the north side many, many years ago. Uh, it didn't ultimately come to fruition based on some funding challenges. And then when the Allen Family Foundation started to really partner with Center State I guess at this point, it's like eight, nine years ago, um, the idea started to resurface of this This could be something. It was modeled out of uh, another food hall in Minneapolis. They're like, okay, how can we do a piece of that here in Syracuse, support small businesses uh, and do it in, in conjunction with Center State, the upstart program that they have for small businesses, sort of like what led us into identifying small businesses. And then the Allen Foundation really took the, the ball with actually building the Salt City Market and uh, 
creating sort of the infrastructure for folks. Great. So you mentioned the Upstart program, obviously. Yep. Um, this is more than just kind of a space, right? In terms yeah. of a, 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 a retail uh, opportunity, if you will, or a real estate opportunity. Um, there's really a lot of technical assistance and other things that go into kind of behind the scenes before these vendors even open up their doors to serve food to people or, yep. or provide those services. Um, from your perspective, I know from Center State, I can yeah. talk about the program, but from your perspective, you know, what's the value of that program? How does it really have an impact? And, um, and why is it an important piece of the, the, the Salt City Market story? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's critical, right? And it's critical to the success of the businesses. So to like present day, you can see the success of that Upstart had because, um, you know, 90 plus percent of our businesses have been successful um, and have, have continued to last. And we see kind of their forward progress um, that wouldn't have happened without the Upstart program and kind of a lot of planning two years prior to even the Salt City Market opening, right? So it was a two-year program to truly get um, our vendors from like identifying who they were to taking business classes, to doing a series of pop-ups and sort of takeout events to then ultimately being in the in the market, but it starts with the Upstart um, business plan program. And I think what's so good about that is um, it's challenging and it's it's geared to say like, this might not be for everybody, but if you stick with this program and you do the business plan, you will at the end of it have a true business plan that you can go and um, go to banks with, go to find real estate um, locations. Uh, but a lot of people during that program also realize like, this isn't for me, I'm not ready. Mm. And we also view that as a success. What sure. we don't want um, are people starting businesses when they weren't ready and then potentially really going into debt and, and struggling because of that, right? Yeah. So mm. it's kind of like, yes, to the success of businesses that launched, but we also view a success of people recognizing, hey, by going through this program, I realize I'm not quite ready yet. And that also saved people a lot of heartache. Well, and you mentioned the 90% success rate of the businesses. <clears throat> I mean, most of the time when businesses start, the Statistics are one in five fail, right? So that's 20%. So yeah. it, clearly there's an impact there. Yeah. And with food businesses, it's like 50% fail within the first year. Wow. Right? And so we've been really happy that, um, uh, yeah, it's really been working at the Celtic market. Very cool. Yeah. So these stories of success are a huge part of what, you know, what we really want to hear about, what we really would love to have you share today. So can you tell us a little bit about what has happened with some of the individuals in your program? Yeah, I mean, it's been overwhelming to see some of the success of our different vendors. Um, certainly, sort of everybody has has their own different stories, but, you know, one or two to, to point out. One is just seeing uh, one of our vendors who's been just unbelievably successful um, start in the market was, you know, renting a small apartment for him and his family um, and being able to see him now own, he just bought a, a beautiful new home. Uh, we had like a, a welcoming, uh, you know, housewarming party at his place. I was like, okay, this is like a lot nicer than my house. <laughs> like, well done. Um, and just so cool to see um, him and his wife in that new house and being able to own a home, right? And like mm -hmm. build equity and build wealth and that really being a big part of obviously the goal. Uh, and similarly, we've had uh, another vendor that comes to mind who was a ER nurse prior to this um, and took this leap of never having owned a food business um, and really, again, went from like this really small apartment with uh, two kids to now having this great townhome. Uh, and she just feels like so much relief to be able to have her kids all have their own bedrooms um, and to just have space to kind of move about, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, and just feels like their family's on such a better trajectory for, for her and her kids. And it's creating generational mm -hmm. wealth, right? I mean, it's not just about 
right. the, you know, quality of life for them now. But, you know, when you're owning a home versus renting, it's, it's building equity. Exactly. Yeah, it's building equity. And then also, you know, all these businesses are so like family based. So it really does feel like it stays so much in the family. You've got like some of the older kids who are like teenagers working in some of the stalls and sort of seeing what it takes for their parents to be successful and, and sort of driving that into their kids as well. It's been cool to see. Can we actually just provide a little bit of definition around some of these terms? I just want to make sure that all of our listeners have an understanding of what is community prosperity? What is generational wealth? Can you help us just understand that a bit? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think when we right, community prosperity sounds like this big term, um, but really it's just how can we ensure, how can we play our part in Center State and Allen Foundation really doing that in partnership of mm -hmm. providing opportunities whereby um, everybody has an opportunity to to thrive and grow, right? And predominantly through an economic lens that then obviously makes life uh, simpler in a lot of other facets, um, but creating opportunities, whether that's workforce development or uh, economic opportunity. And that's mm -hmm. really where I think the generational wealth comes in is saying like, how do folks build wealth for themselves? But that mm -hmm. obviously gets transferred generation after generation. And that's where you really see an impact across many generations of, of families um, building that wealth for them. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. So we'll be right back uh, with our guest, Martin Jacobs. But first, here's a note from ToxineWise presenting sponsor, NBT Bank. Every day at NBT Bank, we focus our business around all the ways we can help yours. We're large enough to offer leading business and digital solutions, but local enough to ensure personalized one-on-one -on -one service. So turn to NBT Bank for a full range of business solutions, like capital and treasury management services, even fraud protection, and see how NBT Bank is just the right size to help you do big things. Visit nbtbank.com to learn more and start a conversation. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Can you tell us a little bit about what is next for Salt City Market? Yeah, so um, I think a lot of things in these coming you know months or years, but the the big thing that's next for Salt City Market is how do we take uh, the successes inside the market and sort of push them outside of the market, right? So uh, this is always meant to uh, help businesses start and be successful, and then look at um, moving beyond our walls mm. into the city and other locations. And so we're kind of at that point. We just had check-ins with all our vendors and said, all right, what, you know, what are you looking to do? And it was great to see that uh, many are now considering a second location. Uh, so many want to stay in the market and then also another place, but to say, all right, what's, what is still vacant downtown or in the surrounding area and neighborhoods of our city? Um, and how do we have you move into those spaces? So that was always long-term goals. Like let's also reduce vacancy in our city and create spaces in the different neighborhoods that can have more amenities um, mm -hmm. and have our vendors push into those spaces. It's great. I, I know that I would love to have some of those vendors even closer. I love yeah, coming right? to Salt City Market, but, you know, <laughs> just around the corner would be fantastic. So, you know, I think we're excited to hear about how all of these things play out and, and, and looking forward to watching it. But, you know, we're, we also have been talking a lot about we've got a lot of growth coming to this community. Yeah. Um, you know, is this a model that we can think about or, or a way in which we can think about how we move forward as a region and as a community? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, a few things. One, um, I think the, the beauty of Salt City Market is how diverse it is. And that was obviously intentional. Um, but I think for us, it's been a reminder, like, if communities talk about wanting to be diverse, it doesn't happen by accident, right. right? It has to be intentional and intentionally planned. And I think as we see the growth of our city, our downtown, but also the surrounding areas, um, there has to be intentionality. And so as we see this awesome opportunity for growth with more businesses coming in, 
It's also what what's the leadership doing and community members doing to ensure that that is equitable and that it's diverse and that won't happen accidentally or on its own, um, but that has to be done intentionally. And so I think that's really a, a moment that we in Syracuse have now is to say like, okay, we see the growth happening. Let's get walk alongside of it and ensure that it's growth for everybody um, and, and starting to structure that. And I think the lessons learned at, Syri- at Salt City Market can really be applied to that. Great. Well, Martin, I know that we at Center State CEO greatly value the the partnership and the relationship with uh, yourself and the Allen Family Foundation and, and the collaborations that we've had for yeah. many long years. And we hope that there's going to be lots more to come. And um, we're excited about uh, what's happened, the success, and, uh, and we can't wait to see what's around the corner. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I know where I'm going for lunch today. Absolutely. See you at Salt City Market. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Martin. Yeah. Center State CEO's podcast, Talk CNY, is presented by NBT Bank and is available on clickcny.com and all major podcast platforms. After each episode, you can join us on Click, where we'll continue to chat about this topic and provide additional resources and links. In Click, you can also listen or watch every episode in this series of Talk CNY. Click is Center State CEO's interactive digital chamber platform where our members connect, learn, and receive support from our staff. Join us in two weeks as we look at how hidden talent is being uncovered and upskilled for the jobs of the future. We will be joined by two of Center State CEO's leading experts on workforce development, Dominic Robinson and Amy Durfee. Thank you to my co-host, Kate Hammer. Thanks, Andrew. For new episode reminders every other Wednesday, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast listening app. If you're enjoying TalkCNY, consider leaving a quick review or a five-star rating.